welcome back to The Craft, where we explore the creative process. I'm Colby, and I'm a product manager, marketer, and music producer. And I'm Carter, a writer and PhD candidate at the University of Kentucky. And today, we are introducing a concept that we've kicked around for a while. And so we want to kind of play it out here today, and it's a theory of creativity. So kind of thinking about, in my mind at least, and this is part of the the episode today, working this out, is how the creative first principles are create, revise, share, uh, and sustain, how those can actually provide for us a scaffolding to solve really specific creative problems. So that's kind of how I'm talking, to, you know, at least I'm thinking about it right now. But we're going to kind of hit you with a, a scenario, a problem, and how a theory of creativity understood as these kind of four pillars might help solve the problem. But then we also want to kind of press into some of the weaknesses or maybe shortcomings of a theory too. So I don't know, Cole, that's how I'm thinking about it. What do you got? I think that's a, good, a great setup. So the I feel like this conversation has definitely been going on for a long time. The theory of creativity, it's kind of like the core concept of the podcast in one sense because we're exploring how does creativity connect across disciplines. So what does it look like to be, what does the painter learn from the photographer, from the dancer, from the writer, you know, director? And what is that universal unified field, if you will, of creativity underneath the surface? And so I think that's kind of at a high level what the idea is. And the, I have a few questions in my mind of what I'd like to go through, but maybe we should just start by laying out kind of like, let's set the flag of like, where are we right now in our conversation with this and try to move it forward? Because I feel like there's still some questions and things we're trying to work out together. Do you want to take a stab at that introduction of what the theory is, I suppose. Sure. Yeah, I think I can give a, a thumbnail of it. It starts with, you know, an exigence. And, you know, our, our original problem was, okay, we find ourselves getting stuck in a creative process in a lot of different ways. And so kind of three main ways is, you know, we have trouble starting, we have trouble pushing through friction, and then we have trouble plateauing. And oftentimes when we hit that creative friction, our first impulse is to go to a tactic, try to find a different technique to do something. This can look like, you know, this looks different via different disciplines, but it's technique-based. We, we search for a better way, and, and we can play this out a little bit in the podcast. But when we look for techniques, oftentimes the techniques we try don't really help us. They kind of lead us back to where we started, and maybe they don't work. Maybe they work some of the times. And so the problem is when we just stay at the level of techniques, we don't recognize that these techniques are embedded in a broader context of a creative theory. And so we're understanding the kind of working metaphor right now is that, okay, these techniques are like leaves on a tree, but we got to understand that the leaves are situated in their orientation with the branches and the trunk. And the kind of main trunks of our theory are the create, revise, and sustain. So what we need to do, as our theory goes, is apply these first principles in a way that help us see the techniques in relationship to the broader context and then we're not just grabbing a technique that looks good to us like we're able to select a technique that's going to help us and so it's almost as if understanding how the tree is orientated 
i.e. having a knowledge of what the big branches are, what the big trunks are, allow us to better see this whole array of leaves and pick the one that's going to help us get through our particular problem. And so that's kind of how, you know, we're at least formulating it right now. Instead of just snatching at different leaves, we need to have some sort of theory of creativity that allows us to see the whole tree, and then we're going to pick the leaf that helps us. And I don't know why a leaf helps us, but (laughs) in the analogy, you need a leaf, and that's like a magic leaf. That's going to get you through the friction. But that's kind of how, I don't know, that's how I'm conceptualizing it right now. What do you think? Yes. So, okay. Giving you a concrete example, let's take photography for a second. We have the discipline of photography. Maybe this is like the trunk of our (laughs) tree, if we're going with this metaphor. Okay. Then we have these core, I don't know if there's trunks or branches, whatever, but the, the core concepts are create, revise, share, and sustain. Yeah. I feel like that would be the trunk and then it'd be a branch of photography. That's, I don't know. Maybe we're getting too into the metaphor, but keep keep playing it out. (laughs) Okay. But so maybe... So we have photography, there's these different sort of stages of the creative process of create, revise, and share. But then there's also maybe inside of, let's go zoom, double click on create for a second. We could have framing, lighting, color. Forgive my lack of knowledge around specific, the proper terms here, but like what's content in the photo itself. But you get the point that there's these additional techniques and and things just get more and more specific and detailed as you go further up the branches, right? So it's almost more like we could, even if we don't use the tree metaphor, it's just a network of things that are interconnected, right? And Totally, totally. So the more that we flesh out and understand the relationship between these things and have a good mental model of our discipline, the better we're going to get at problem solving when we hit one of these three plays. Like you said, you're stuck, you can't get started you've hit a roadblock in the middle of a project or you kind of plateau. So I think that's that's like a concrete version of what you said, I guess. No, that's good. And I just quick, I don't want to interrupt this kind of train of thought, but quick kind of gloss here. I think the theory of creativity that we're putting forward, it's a mental model. Like first and foremost, it's a way of thinking about your craft. And I think that's kind of central to know. Like this is this is not, it's not like a technique itself. It's a paradigm. It's like a mental model. It's a way to think about how we organize techniques and philosophies of art and all of these different things. So I think that's, I don't know, would you agree? Totally. So just a thought, do you think that the creative, the creative, create, revise, share, sustain is almost like a, you know, we use this word all the time, the creative process, right? But there's also sort of the, process within a project like maybe that's separate or maybe it's just the process within the create bucket you know what i'm saying so during the create bucket we have this sort of different set of processes we go through uh, almost an operating system of how we create an operating system around how we revise whether we know it or not it's kind of there does that make sense i don't know if enough that adds anything to the conversation but is that how you think about it? Like these these pillars of create, revise, share, and sustain are the high-level process. And then inside of these other buckets, we have the we have maybe a few things. We have sort of a guiding philosophy or policies, and we also have tactics and techniques. Or like so there's like multiple layers even inside of one stage of the process. 
Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I, the way I was thinking of it is is less temporal in a process and more like a category or like a bucket. So they're like we are. They're all going to like if you think about a bunch of tasks that you can do as the leaves of the tree. Like one is for a writer, it's like I'm gonna proofread my sentences. It's like okay, proofreading, checking for syntax, checking for word choice, checking for the grammar. Right, those are all leaves, all tasks to do, but they'd be under the branch or category or trunk, whatever we want to call it, of revision. In the same way that a free write would be one of the ta- one of the kind of things that you could do to help generate ideas, it would be if we trace it back under the branch of create. Right, and so I'm kind of seeing them less as it is a creative process. But I'm thinking if I'm looking at a tree that's full of leaves, like those are all the possible tasks that are involved in making my art. And there's tons of these tasks. I mean, from trying to pick the right SEO for your your Substack article to actually writing the thing and all the steps in between, like they're all tasks. But the, the theory of creativity that we're kind of putting forth is helping us to understand, one, that the tasks are related and two, kind of what their branch is. So that's, I was thinking more of it categorically and less as a process, but that may not be, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how valuable that's interesting. that is. Yeah, okay. So what do you think is the, I'm kind of selfishly want to get to this next question. And if you want to take it a different direction, that's fine. But what do you think is the sort of node or stopping point between, uh, let's take create or revise, whichever you prefer. You have this high level, okay, this part of the process, maybe it's not a linear process necessarily, but under the create bucket, let's say, how many layers deep do you think it is? And do you think that's really different for every discipline? Because, you know, it's gotta be, we're right? trying to talk like universal here. So it's like, you don't want to get too specific because then that's not going to apply to this other discipline. But you also, I think we need, I guess what I'm saying is like, we need to flesh out, I think a layer deeper than just the create, revise, share, sustain, maybe that, to see is there sort of a universal layer that's deeper and gives more like context or sort of color to this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think once you move past, once you talk about create and once you go to a discipline, I think you have reached the point in which it'll be different. So like creating for a painter is going to be different than creating for a writer. Like I think the next layer down is going to be non-identical in that it's going to, or at least, you know, discipline specific. Like there's going to be techniques for generating a painting, like sketching or something. Well, I guess, I mean, you could say tentative sketching as like something you do with writing, but I'm inclined to think that it gets discipline specific quickly. Well, what if, what if you, like, let's take an example, let's say create for a second, or let's say, let's say revise. Like you've, you've introduced the idea before of like, you have global concerns and local concerns you have and i think a third thing is you have feedback from others and there's maybe multiple types of feedback you don't necessarily do all of those for every single project and every single discipline but i feel like that could be an abstract enough thing that it probably does apply to yeah that's fair many different of course if you're making a movie the layers of editing and revision super different than writing a book but there are both like the big pieces being moved around in the storyline and then there's, it definitely nice. keeps getting more detailed, no, but I wonder good. if this, like, th- could there be a thing to sketch out there between 
you know, in, in each of these buckets almost. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good. And I think if we just do the analogy and we push it a little bit, like that's going to be the big branch that comes off that still has a lot of disciplines coming off of it, but it's not as basic as the kind of trunk. Yeah, I think that's good. And I would adjust my position now immediately to say, yeah, I think that <laughs> that what you just said about revision moving from kind of global to local that seems pretty flexible, and that seems like it can be applicable across disciplines. So what those kind of, let's call them tier two, what those are, I don't I don't know if I have a as strong grasp on, but for revision, what you just said, feedback, global and local concerns, like those seem, those seem to be, yeah, like a tier two branch. At least like starting place for people, yeah. I mean, I think even having the, concept in my head of global versus local has been helpful because you start to realize, whoa, 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 I'm worried about you. You almost always want to start with the global first. It's like, am I writing the right song? And then it's like, okay, let's tweak these other details. Now, sometimes maybe that breaks down, but like if you're super obsessing over this one word doesn't feel right in the song, maybe first focus on like, well, does the melody sound good? Like, is this moving is the story at all worth talking about sure the lyrics a general category that i want to be discussing for like me being a really detailed person it's easy to get lost in those weeds too soon so like you helping me have that global local mindset has been really helpful to organize my revision and stuff in a way well i'm so glad you said this because i think this in some ways is what we're trying to do with the theory of creativity right and that this is trying to understand the problem from a global perspective, because I'd love to just throw this over to your court with kind of with marketing and project management, because I think one of the conversations that led us to this is the dissatisfaction with someone saying, well, just go make a YouTube channel, like like reaching for something and not taking the global perspective of whether or not that's the tactic, that's the thing that you need to be doing. So I feel like in a lot of ways, this is an attempt to apply that global perspective on those kind of problems. So I wonder if you could, I don't know, maybe you could say something about that and like, why is the the impulse to just, okay, this, everybody's doing a YouTube page. Like why, let's just do a YouTube page. Why is that impulse? How can that can be counterproductive? Yeah, that's such a great, great reminder. I forgot about that being a part of this. I think it, if I remember, it was just the the idea of, you know, in marketing, there's a different set of mental models, but they're similar network of ideas where you have the big the big buckets you need to think about. There's a lot of different versions of them. So you've probably heard of a- the pirate metrics, R, A-A-R-R-R. It's like attention, activation, revenue, retention, referral. That's one way of looking at it. Then you have like different stages of a buyer journey where you have, you know, problem aware, not aware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and then like, I don't know, I don't recall what the last one is. That's another set of buckets, right? So there's a lot of different frameworks that we could go into, but I think in marketing, it's the having a grasp on those buckets was really helpful for me to get out of a mindset where it was just kind of like, oh crap, they have a YouTube channel. We should do that too. Oh, we're not on TikTok yet. Let's just go, oh, let's go do on, get on TikTok. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we should be doing this other thing. We should have a podcast. We should have that. We should have this. And not understanding, well, start with the problem. What are we trying to solve here? And are we 
you know, it actually really relates to just listening to this interview with Richard Rumelt. Rumelt, I might be mispronouncing his name, but he wrote book, Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, which we've talked about before. And such a big component of what he says in that book and in the pod on Lenny's podcast that uh, strategy, a lot of people don't diagnose the problem. So they say, oh yeah, we're not growing fast enough. That's the problem. Okay. And he's like, well, okay, let's get into that. Like, let's talk about why. And and he said policy or, or diagnosis is where actually a lot of disagreement happens because this is like in, in politics and in government things, this is where you, you know, he gave an example of like, well, the problem isn't just saying, oh, we have a problem with just insert kind of hot topic here totally you it's okay why is that a problem is it a problem because too much money has been given to it not enough has been given this it's the person like there's all these different variables and so if you can't agree on the problem then you can't actually move forward with the right solutions and so and that's the core of it right i mean that's that's the thing that launched us into this is that what we have the diagnosis of the problem, like what allows us to diagnose it. Because our original metaphor was like a medication, if you remember that, right? We were playing around with the idea of like, you've got a whole cabinet of medicine and like, you don't just want to reach in and grab one. Like you actually have to have a good diagnosis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and just to close the marketing idea, I think it's that whenever you are like, oh, we should start a YouTube channel, you shouldn't start from that spot. You, you, that's solutioning, like go to the problem, and spend time in the problem and and put it in the right bucket and say, oh, this problem is not enough not enough revenue. Okay, hmm, why? Well, it, there's probably 50 reasons that could be. And it's not just necessarily because you don't have enough eyeballs. Well, what if you have a thousand people coming to your website and five people are clicking the link you want them to click? Like that may be your problem. And why are they not clicking that link? May not just be because the website's bad. It may be because you're offering the wrong product, and so like you have to really sure. think, like spend more time than you think going from. Because I, I've learned this even in product with you know the limited experience I have is that it, I can get very it's tendency I think for anyone to get very attached to the first solution that you see, and then you start focusing on like well if we're gonna do a YouTube channel it's got to be this and so we got to get better cameras. And then you're focused on this new set of problems about how to get the YouTube channel right. But then you realize, oh, this is actually, what was the actual original reason? Like, That's oh, so wait, good. we wanted more traffic, but actually everyone for our our market doesn't watch YouTube. And so, wait a minute, maybe this isn't a good idea. Like, so that's... That's the the origin of that marketing conversation. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I think that encapsulates the problem that we're trying to grapple with, with the theory of creativity. It's how do you move from the myopic technique of just jumping at a YouTube channel to understanding that it's a complex system with lots of different twigs and branches that are coming off. Lots of things are related. How do we move from being so focused on a single technique or a single solution and how do we move back to get a better understanding of let's say the ecosystem of the tree right how everything's interrelated and i think that's that's the exigence and i think what we're doing now is we're trying to i think we're trying to to formulate what is that lens that allows us to see that and i think that's the the main challenge of it but i do think there is a way in which we can find quote-unquote universal lenses 
that we could apply in any discipline. I mean, I think that's like the marketing lenses really helped, right? Get you away from YouTube. So we're saying what lenses are going to be applicable to any discipline that are going to help? Maybe they're not going to be the only ones you need, but what are the ones that are going to at least get you to see there's a tree there and there's not just a branch? Yeah. Well, that's actually an interesting point from the marketing example is that it is so specific to, you know, marketing, not just marketing, because, you know, marketing is the category we talked about there, but that whole, those examples I gave are very much critical to the whole of business. So even broader camp, right? But in creativity, it's like, what is that? Create, revise, share, sustain, you know, is that detailed enough? You know, what is that level of detail that they... I think there's a level of this creates the initial scaffolding for you and like these first tier one and tier two kind of things give you a starting point and then you map out for your discipline specifically like with me in music production it's like I've got some notes here you know it's recording sound design songwriting mixing mastering those are definitely specific to my process they may be really similar to a video editor yeah because of the nature of like digital production and stuff but even then, there's nothing visual in this, so it's going to miss some marks in that category. But totally, I, dude, I wonder if, if I mean, I think if we can put this into a giant metaphor, let's do the huge metaphor, <laughs> right? We've got a one tree that's got four trunks, right? And and these are kind of our first principles. And then from there, we've got smaller, big branches coming off, and those are things that are kind of tier two, like global and local concerns. And then we've got more branches that maybe break to like, I don't know, the visual arts, the auditory arts, the written word, right? We get big discipline kind of branches that come off that are still coming out. If you trace them all the way back down, they come to the same big columns, but they're now branching off. And then their subgroups, like there's, there's going to be things that a photographer and a painter are both concerned about, like light. It's like, I'm not concerned with light when I'm writing, Right, but but that's that's going to be a branch that photography and painting share in common, or I'm sure we could we could you could trace this along with like music. There's things that musicians uh, and singers, right? I guess they would both be musicians, but there's there's those are different disciplines: playing guitar and singing, right? So there'll be things that they both have to think about, but things that are particular. And so I almost see like the disciplines emerging as we go higher in the tree. That's interesting. I don't know. Well, two questions. One, what if it's one tree with one trunk with four core branches? That that totally doesn't matter. We could even cut that. But can you have four trunks? <laughs> like, yeah, you probably can. I just sure. feel like not picturing a tree. I'm looking outside it my really window. It really doesn't matter got, for the metaphor. I, but I've got a tree that's got a really thick trunk for about three feet, and there's three big trunks that come out of it so i'm just imagining you literally have it yeah that's it's like, i'm looking at it right <laughs> now yeah like, great. <laughs> okay that answers that if we could add one more we would get there that'd be perfect okay sorry that i don't I know i can't I picture just, it that, that that's a tree we should just delete it doesn't matter we can we can hate the the tree is neither here nor there it's some idea that we've got we've got foundational principles that are applicable and then as we get more discipline specific we've got more and more non-identical mental models that are applicable right i mean I that's like, the gist i like of the it. nodes just honestly like that's more maybe it's less a little harder to connect to because it's more abstract but just sort of picturing just the network of like 
or just a basic whatever they call it mind map right you have a box mm-hmm. and then two mm-hmm. boxes and then four mm-hmm. and whatever yeah like that feels but regardless of that the other thing i was going to say i wonder if we are sticking with this tree metaphor for a second i guess the way i was thinking about it was almost like the tree is the same the these branches all the way up to like the tiers where things get a little bit more specific sure, global sure. local and feedback the different areas of revision but then it's almost like everyone has different like little twigs and and leaves so like the the leaves sure. of this tree over here are a little different but they're all the same family of <laughs> trees if you will i guess versus a tree that just kind of keeps going into like a million different disciplines i guess i just thought it's almost like this is the the core tree but then your experience of it or your specific version of it is going to be non-identical like you said yeah i mean i think we've got to acknowledge that there's going to be just different things and different disciplines that are going to be very different. Like almost like they're different color leaves. It's almost like it's a tree at fall and you've got some trees, you know, like the leaves are very different from each other. But at the same time, if you trace where they're getting their energy back far enough, it's coming from the same sort of concerns. Hmm. It's so interesting to be exploring an idea from metaphor because I feel like it's, it's like finding the right bucket or the right, what do they call it? I don't know. I don't want to like, I get too, I get too focused on the metaphor, but that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the metaphor will be have shortcomings, but I mean, I think the interdependency of ideas, that's what we're really concerned about. And so I think we are, we are trying to wrestle with, can we, can we give a convincing enough picture of this interdependency to be useful to people, to help them pick a better technique, right? That's, that's if, can we help, can we help with the roadblock if I can give you a better picture of interdependency? Yeah. I, and I think you definitely can. Like, I think I've seen, you know, even this week I was working on a project and then I think we should actually dive in a little more to those that next year if you want. <clears throat> but I was working on this project and just very simply put, I think I realized how critical it is for me to separate creation and generating ideas from revision and refining and polishing ideas. Such a simple idea, right? But very much came out of this like background idea of these different parts of the process that I haven't always had. But having that in my head, sitting down for two hours, working on the song, not feeling satisfied with it yet, seeing these shortcomings, it just really helped me to zoom in to like, okay, right now I'm focused on this section of the song, like literally a 15 second section. Let's just make this better. Let's add layers. Let's move things around. Let's explore ideas. No pressure no sort of expectation that this is the final version. And so it's just throw stuff on the, throw the paint on the canvas and then figure out how to clean it up later, kind of. And so I don't know, for me, that just like practical example of how it wasn't a specific problem to be solved necessarily, but just one example of how these frameworks apply in different areas and having a good, a good understanding of, they just helped inform my process, I guess. Yeah, this is yeah, that's good. I think that's at the core of this. And and as I'm thinking about the tree more too, I don't my my what I just spelled out doesn't really work because then you'd have like some disciplines coming from the create trunk and then others from the revised. So like that that kind of fails too. Like they'd have to be like threads that compose one trunk that you've got disciplines coming out of. But yeah, I mean, I think metaphor side what you just said, like, that's what we want to try to bottle up. Like, can we get some more clarity on how we understand what we're doing? 
right? That, that's, that's really the idea. And I think a lot of ways, that's what the craft is about. I mean, we're, we're exploring the creative process and we're trying to get, we're trying to get more clarity on, on what we're doing and, and, and where our attention and efforts and energies need to go. And so we're not doggy paddling out there in the water, you know, just kind of flailing around. We're like, like there's some, there's some intentionality with how we're swimming. And so it's like, yeah, I think that's, we're trying to bring these into a cogent theory in some ways. Yeah. I think it's a conversation that deserves more just just continued conversation. That's a throwaway sentence. I think it's worth talking about more. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I feel for like sure. it's worth talking about more for sure. Do you where do you want to take this next? I don't know. Do you can we try we could always cut this, but can we try to spell out even if these things change, like we have create, revise, share, sustain. Then we have, we kind of spelled out revise. We've got yeah. at least global local feedback. Maybe there's more, but let's just go through the other three real quick. Like create. Okay. I feel like there's at least generating ideas and maybe almost a global local version of create in a sense, you know, where you're yeah, yeah. moving the big pieces around. I don't know. Do you, what comes to mind for you in your pro? Let's just take writing, like start there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right that you have to remove the editorial mind almost completely and not almost i mean you just you just can't be worried about the editorial revision yet and so there's a generation like a like a free generation i think there's there's i mean i think that's the main thing is that you're generating how you generate those can be really individual can be really discipline specific but there's the generation of ideas. There could also be the the imitation of other things could can can help generate and I don't know. I keep I keep coming back to like there has to be some sort of free discovery or working out of something without the stakes of being finished. And then I think I don't know. I, I'm struggling to then get the tier two here. Like I feel like that's the that's the thing that's d- disciplines generic. Mm. Part of me wonders if it'd be helpful to map out, like to to make the theory of creativity a little more concrete. Let's say it was based on just like, you kind of have a, each question I ask opens up a whole new can of worms and categories. But like, so one question is, okay, which disciplines are we going to talk about? Because you got to kind of draw the line at some point where you're like, ah, is like, is creating designing cars or like super specific version of an extra category. Yes, that's creative. Maybe that's a bad example because then it's in the field of design, which is of course super creative. But like, I think you get my point. Do you eventually get to something that's so far out there? You're like, yes, it is creative to be, you know, a help me out here with an example. I just, I just read a philosopher, Jacques Maritain, who talked about, the ancient under philosophical understanding of art as imposing form onto matter. And I think whenever that happens, the intellect imposing form onto matter, like that kind of, like that includes shit makers. That includes. Okay. That's, that's perfect. Like, you know what I yes. mean? It's like, I, and I do think a shit maker, <laughs> I mean, I do think a shit maker like generates ideas for their ship, revises the ideas for the ship starts working on something, has to adjust the angle of something, shares that with something, gets feedback from other ship makers. Like, I do think that there's a pretty big, I think there's a pretty wide net, but where does that stop? I mean, 
I don't impose form when I wash dishes, or I don't impose form when I cut the grass, really. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm... I don't know. Mm, if I create it, dude, you can kind of do yeah, some yeah, cool yeah. stuff. Make that's you know, true. That's true. I don't know, but I, I do think it's so. That's the. Point. Do we want to be the fine arts, or do we want to be the kind of classical understanding of the arts? Because they used to. I mean, now we differentiate those, but they used to not. I mean, the the, the Greek understanding of the arts. I mean, that was the poet was the shipmaker, and they were not distinguished like we would now. And so, do we? Are we talking about the fine arts? Or are we talking about the arts? I think that's a good question. So that's one of the questions in here. But the point is, we need to define, okay, does this theory apply to, like you said so well, the fine arts or the classical perspective, just art? And another question is then, okay, do, does this get more helpful if we just picked like three of the fine arts or something like that or five? Sure. We I mean, that could include... Like, just because then it's like, okay, let's just talk about, we're going to talk about writing, we're going to talk about music, we're going to talk about photography. And, you know, you immediately be like, well, well, what if that, what about, you know, filmmaking? It's like, we want to be inclusive, but we also want to like, yeah, to, to, I think, take it to a layer deeper to make it more meaningful to uncover how, how, I think it's kind of a question of how far you can push this model. Correct. To keep it helpful but not getting so specific that then it's irrelevant to these other disciplines. So I think these create, revise, share, sustain buckets are meaningful and helpful, but I'm more excited right now about just keeping and pushing as far as we can in these extra layers. Yeah, and I do think I do think it's going to be like practically articulating this theory will involve saying, look, we, I, we know what the tier two is for writing because I'm a writer, and you know what the tier two is for music production, because you're a music producer. It's like, I don't know what the tier two is for blank, like insert fine art. And that's fine. Like That's what I want to go explore. It's, I'm excited. It's out like, there though. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not going to be able to, I don't know, I'm not going to be able to explain what that that those are, those tiers, but we could talk about what they are for writing or music production. You know what I want to do? If I have time, I want to like make a spreadsheet and like picture a bunch of rows that are like, or just like map out, okay, music production, writing, painting, photography, filmmaking, give 10 more disciplines, and then just jot down, like just research what's their core process, high level. Just write them all down in a spreadsheet, and then just like, okay, they're all going to be a lot far too specific, but can you cluster any of these in a, in a meaningful enough yeah, way to be like, like oh, here's, here's the pattern inside of this that gets a little more specific than just the, the four buckets. Yeah, so we're looking for the next. We're looking for the next size up. I think that's that's where the direction of this inquiry is going. For me, it is, but I don't want to. I don't know. That's just where I'm curious about. But well, that's the natural direction. I think. I mean, I do think that in every one of the fine arts, we're going to see create, revise, and share. I mean, that's and sustain. I mean, th- those are definitely going to apply to all the fine arts and probably to all the arts. So it is. I think the interesting question of like, well, then how do we? How do we bridge the gap between the big four and the leaf? <laughs> right? There's there there's there's a fair amount of tree between the trunk and the leaf. And so it's like I think that's the maybe that's the there's the rub, as Bill would say. But it's fun though. I think this is a good conversation and it's it's almost like it could be cool to have uh, some conversations with different artists about it too. Yeah, to, that would be neat. 
you know, what have you learned from, like I've learned things from writers. I've learned things, I've been inspired from a lot from the field of writing. I really enjoy learning about that because then it sort of helps tackle some of the same problems, you know, like how do you handle really long projects? That directly relates, it might be a book for you and an album for me, but there's just the similarities of you, how do you break a book into a bunch of two or three hour sessions? Basically, you know, all these things connect and it's really interesting to explore. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's, I think that's good. That's some good, some good uh, foundation for later conversations. I think the, the primary problem that we're trying to get after is how do you navigate a sea of techniques and also a sea of salesmen that are trying to sell you their technique too, right? I mean, depending on what discipline, this looks differently, but I mean, tools, techniques, super important, and people are going to try to adopt and get you to adopt, and some of them are going to be super helpful, and you need some of them. That's the thing. It's like, how do you know which ones you need and which ones are going to you know, help you get through this creative friction? And I think that's, I think that's the problem that we think is going to be resolved to some degree if we can get some clarity on on how the techniques are related to the whole. I think is that does that sound like a that's fair a summary, summary of what we're yeah, trying to a, do? That's a great summary. We're trying to avoid that scramble of a new tool, a new technique, a new idea, new, new, new. Always feeling behind and slowing down and really diagnosing a problem and understanding how because maybe you need the, the new one. Fits together. Like maybe you need the new technique. Like maybe that's gonna really help you. But we don't want to be reactive in that we're just grabbing things. I think that's because that's a tough thing. It's like, do I need the new thing or is it the old thing? <laughs> you know, and I think the answer is not yes and no. It's going to depend on so many other interconnected factors of your craft. Yeah, this is honestly, it's funny because this is the theoretical side and very abstract, kind of vague, what are we talking about side of sure. the craft. And then the flip side of it is one of the previous episodes we just did where you talk about a story of John Steinbeck and going through creative burnout and you're learning about the creative process from a different discipline, no matter what discipline you're doing, hearing that story. Totally. So we have these kind of cool switching from the theoretical to these really concrete. It's a fun interplay. Yeah, this is a great place to stop it. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, this was a fun conversation, man. That's the craft. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, please follow the show so that you get notified about the new ones that come out. We drop a new episode every two weeks on Wednesday mornings. And also just please send the link to one friend that you think would enjoy this. That helps us so much. If you have any ideas for other people we should have on the show, topics we should talk about, or even just feedback on how we can improve, you can send us an email at heycraftpodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, our cover art was designed by Elizabeth Newell. You can learn more about her work at elizabethnewell.work or on Instagram at elizabethisadesigner. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks.